0: a great privilege to come and stand before you. And then, uh, as we know, the pastor is not around. Uh, Last week, he was in Botswana. Uh, He had uh, gone there to minister at uh, Pastor Kumamut's Church. And then uh, when he came back, he had another assignment. He had to go to PE and uh, to uh, Pastor Nkosana as well, just to minister as well. And we know that the, the Lord is with him. And then uh, the Lord just didn't go with him. <laughs> I think also the Lord is here with us as well. Amen. And then uh, as a result, as much as he's with him there, blessing the people that side, I believe this morning that is going to come and bless us as well. Amen. And then uh, without further ado, if we can just go there and open the, the scriptures, we will go to the same uh, scriptures that we read the last time. I think it was almost about three weeks ago. So we're going to come and speak about the test of faith Uh, again, just to try to finish off where we didn't finish. Amen. Amen. And then uh, the first scripture that we'll read, it will be the first epistle of Peter, and we'll read the first uh, uh, chapter, and we'll read verse 7. Amen. I see we are still paging to our Bibles. Uh, maybe we'll just give each, uh, other, a few minutes and then it reads this way the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perished though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ and then uh, from there we'll read also Romans 8 we'll read from the 35th verse to the 39th verse Amen nor life, nor angel, nor principalities, nor power, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Jesus Christ our Lord. And then from then we'll read our last scripture. Um, it will be First Samuel uh, 17, and we'll read the 47th verse. And then it reads this way. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with a sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord, and he will give you into our hands. Amen. Uh, if we can just uh, ask uh, Brother Dipati to just come and pray for the reading for the blessing of the word. Amen.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for this hour, Heavenly Father, just Heavenly Father to come to your house and to listen to you, Father. Father, hear our hearts, Heavenly Father, they are open for the wait, Heavenly Father. May you come, Heavenly Father, and minister unto our lives, Heavenly Father. We need you, Heavenly Father, more than Heavenly Father. Any other thing, Father? Father, we know, we have read the word, Heavenly Father. No one can interpret it, Father. Yes, Lord. Father, even the speaker cannot interpret it. Alleluia. May you hide him, Heavenly Father, as you yourself, Heavenly Father, you talk to your saints, Heavenly
0: yes, Father. Lord.
1: Bless this service, Heavenly Father. We ask all these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. God bless you. Uh, we can have our seats. Amen. And then, from as we we did uh, last week, just for uh, to recap, and then for us to be able to follow, especially for those who are not here, I will want us to read the quotation that we read the the first time, uh, which it is at thy weight, Lord, and it is uh, it was preached in 1948, March 05, and it reads this way: Well, now, Peter, now watch. Here is a test of faith. Now I believe that God always put people to a test of faith. Proving first and to prove all things. And a real Christian enjoys a test of faith. Amen. Then when he come out here to the other side of the mountain, I believe that the apostle said our trials are better than gold to us. Think of it. God might have led you to get sick in order that you might have a testimony. Amen. So, even the last time we showed you that the reason God puts you through a test, through tribulation, through persecution, is for you to be able to, for Him to be able to prove you, to prove that you are His son. I think if you remember, we even told you about how adoption used to to happen that a son, before he'd be adopted, even though he was a child, he needed to go to a tutor. And the tutor needed to teach that son and uh, when uh, he has gone through the whole tutorship that the tutor might have been bringing the son through, then the tutor will bring a report to the father. And uh, when bringing that report to the father, it is then when the father, the tutor has approved of what the son has been taught to and uh, he has passed the test. It is when he will be proved to be a son. Then he will be giving his own share, his inheritance. You'll find that if there is a decision that needs to be taken until he's adopted, he cannot have any say. But once he's adopted, he will have a say in the affairs of the kingdom. Amen. So that is what we said. We proved to you the last time. And we know that even in our time, we have our own tutor, which is the Holy Ghost, which comes and tutors us, which comes and prepares us. That is why even when we go through testing, what happens is that we don't go alone. There's something guiding us. You understand? So that is why it says also, the reason why we go through a test is for what? For us to have a testimony. As we read further, uh, Brother Bram says, the the testimony that we need to have, it shouldn't be a second-hand testimony, but it must be a first-hand testimony. It must be of something that we've seen, something that we've experienced, not something that somebody has told us about. Because if somebody tells you something, and you have an experience, you find that your faith in God might not be entrenched. It might not be clinched. It might not be settled. But it is only when you have gone through a test, when something has happened to you, whereby you can actually say, God exists. I was in this kind of situation. God came, and he, he brought me through. Yes. Only if you go, we have gone through what? A testing. A trial a tribulation, persecution. That's when you can have something to say. That means you can become what? A witness to other people. Amen. So that is why we go through testing as Christian. So he says, beyond any shadow of the doubt, you will be what my witness for me in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria. A witness is somebody who's really done something, been somewhere, seen something. And he goes and says, is that right? And definitely that's right, amen? Yes. Because for you to be a true witness, you must have first-hand information. Yes. It, must be a, it mustn't be what a hearsay. It must be something that you have personally witnessed yourself. Amen? amen. amen. And remember, a witness has to be a witness, eyewitness to know what they are really talking about. Oh, it can't be secondarily. If you go, if you go down here at a courthouse and say, i seen a wreck, and you look at it through a window glass, you couldn't be a witness. Got to be right there on the scene. Amen? You got to be right there personally. Hallelujah. And then now, isn't that, isn't that something to know that God let that side of the little girl that you were talking about to be in that condition so that she was, she might be a witness The little girl was brought to Brother Branham. She had glasses on. And Brother Branham was saying, there there might be something wrong with the girl's eye. But the girl was there being blind. Now, if a prayer of faith is brought out, and the girl is healed, and the girl will rejoice, then she will have what? A testimony. She could testify that I was blind, but now I, I can see. Amen. Now, that is why we go to a test. So that we uh, we go through a a test of faith so that God will prove us first. So that we we are adopted, we are the really adopted sons. And so that we'll have what? A testimony. Now, it is a testimony that if you've been sick, God can heal you. That if you are hungry, he can provide for you food. Amen. So that that is, it will show you that he is our Jehovah Jireh. That means he is our provider. He was our Jehovah Rapha, who is the Lord, our healer. He's our Jehovah Shalom, who is the Lord, our peace. Our Jehovah Ra, who is the Lord, our shepherd. Amen. Our Jehovah's niece, that is the Lord, our banner. Amen. The Jehovah Zikenu, who is the Lord, our righteousness. And also Jehovah Shama, who is the Lord that is present with us. Now, you'll find that a test Bring the seven compound names of God into what? operation. Yes. It's only when you are having a test that you will realize that he is what? He's present with you. Yes. It's only when you are having a test that you will realize that he brought you through. Yes. It's only when you are having a test that you realize that he is the Lord, what? Our, your banner. He's the Lord, our shepherd. He's your healer. You can only have testimony of those seven compound names of God. And you can see them in operation only if you go through a what a test amen. hallelujah now you will see that he, this shows that he is present with us that is why he's Jehovah Shammah. that means when you go through a trial it does not matter how difficult it is it may be if you are his child he's going there with you through that trial amen. amen and he shows that by doing that it does not matter what type of a trial you will be going through it might be a sickness it shows that he will come, bring peace to you. Peace that you may need. Peace that, you, that will heal you. He himself he will do it. Amen. And it will show that he is Jehovah our shepherd. Even though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death. If the Lord is with me, I will fear no evil. Amen. Because why? He will be there as the Lord, my shepherd. He will be there, the Lord present with me. Amen. Through my trial, through my tribulation. Amen. Now, so it shows that whatever disease. You now you see, brethren. It doesn't mean, say, this disease excluding that one. Whatever disease that you may have, God is able, and then now remember now, and you hear me well. And he is willing to heal you. Amen. The only thing you have to do is do what? Believe. That's all. And then for you to believe in the promises that are lying right here in this word. Amen. Amen. Now you will realize that even our Patrick uh, Abraham he he, he became what? The Jehovah Chair. When he was there on the mountain the Lord had given him a commandment that he must go there. Made the sacrifice of his only begotten son. But when we went there even his son asked him Father, I can see the wood I can see the fire, but where is the lamb for the sacrifice? Then he said, "The Lord will provide it." Then when he went there, when he was about to kill the son, an angel came here and said, "Abraham, I have seen your faith. You see now, Abraham had gone through what a test of faith, and then because he had passed, not only passed the test, passed through the flying colors, God says there was he provided a lamb instead of his only begotten son." Now, the reason Abraham did that, it was because he believed that if God was going to kill the son, he was going to provide another one. Because he has, what, he has promised him that he was going to be a father of nations. And now, remember, God's word, God's word can, never, can never lie. No, when God says something, he has to fulfill it. Hallelujah. Now you see. Now it does not matter what is it that you have, what you need, whatever desire, whatever your heart yes. may desire, the Lord is able to provide it for you. Amen. Yes. Then he says, "If you pray whatsoever that you shall ask, if you believe it, yes. really believe it, then you shall receive it." Amen. Yes. Now he shows that he is the Lord our righteousness. That means he's the Lord who will bring justice for us. If there are some trials that we go through, God will come as our righteousness, bring justice to to us. Even after we've gone through those trials, justice will be brought to us. Amen? And then now he will be our Jehovah our Ben. Now, if you remember now, when did this word uh, Jehovah our Ben came in into play, it was that time when Moses, uh, the Amalekites came and attacked Israel. Now, when they attacked Israel, Uh, Moses uh, commanded his uh, servant Joshua to go there and fight them. Now when he went there they were fighting in a valley then Moses took a position stood up there on a hill and then there were some uh, Aaron and one of the priests I think it's Uh who came and then they lifted up his hands. Now he was every time Moses lifted up his hands as the Jehovah the banner Israel won. Then because the battle took long Moses became tired. Mm -hmm. Now they came there, brought a rock that he can sit on. When he sat on that rock, then Ur and Aaron came and lifted up his hands. The whole day, Joshua went there and he conquered. Now he shows that he's the God that's going to come and conquer for us. And even our our prophet, uh, Brother Brandon, says when he was lifting up his hands like that, it was representing Christ. That even when Christ was there on the cross, dying, he was what? The word tells us he was wounded for our transgressions. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. You understand? So, by his stripes, now you must listen carefully, by his stripes we are what? We are healed. You see? That is what happened in there. Now this, it shows that he will be the Lord, our shield. He will be the Lord, our victory. He will be the Lord, our buckler. He will be the Lord our salvation, amen. Then uh, that, is, that is what He's gonna do those seven redemptive names, compound names in operation. That is what a trial does, amen. amen. So now it shows you that we, we need to be a witness, we've already showed you that, and that we need to have a testimony, amen. And then in that, even there's something as well now a test. A trial is a for our education. That's what Brother Brennan says. How is it that a trial is to educate you? Remember now, if you go through a situation and then uh, you've gone through a trial, maybe you've faltered, we believe that when you go through the same situation, you will have an experience. You understand? You cannot go there and fall for the same trap twice because now you've been educated. God has brought you through that trial. You've seen how he has brought you through and then you've seen how the devil operated through that trial. Now, when that thing comes again, you are already experienced. When the the the, the devil brings that to you, already you can even face him with confidence and say, this is the same old devil. Amen. This is how my Lord, my Savior, my God dealt with him. You understand? So, if you go there and then with that education, you can actually tell the Savior that he must, the devil must get behind you. Because all whatever he's doing now, you've already done before, and the Lord who you pray, had already overcome you in the same trial. Amen. So now, what it does, it is the trial also is to build and mold us. Yes, it will mold our character, make us better Christians, make us better fathers, Better mothers, better young men, better young women, better children. You understand? So that there must be a testimony. Remember, your life is a testimony. Yes. Yes. uh, It's like I always say. It does not matter what you say. It is actually what matters is what you do. Yes. What you do is what the people will say. It is what the people. Your life is. That means your life is a confession. That you are alive when you are living, it speaks for itself. Amen. Hallelujah. So now it is to build us and to mould us, and as it does that, it gives us what experience. Now the other thing, what a trial does, is to give us what victory. But now remember, you can never ever have a victory without a battle. Yes. <laughs> it is not possible for you to have a victory. You need to go through what a battle. For you to have victory, you need to go through persecution. For you to have a victory, you need to go through a trial. For you to have a victory, you need to go through tribulation. You understand? Those things must happen before you can say, I am overcome. I have overcome. This is a complete victory. This is my V-Day. You can only do that and confess that after going through what? A trial. Amen. Now, as we've seen, victory... You will find that in your life you will have battle after battle. And then, uh, but not only that. You will have battle after battle. But as a son of God, you will also have victory after victory. Amen. It will be persecution after persecution, victory after victory. Amen. Yes. It does not matter what the de- uh, We will show you as we go along how the devil operates. So that you might know the enemy. So that you can know that it does not matter what he says in front of you. It does not matter what he does. The, the, the God is always a step ahead of him. Amen. And you, as his child, you are also a step ahead of him. Amen. Amen. Now, we've talked about how, what, how a test helps us. What a test does for us. Now, I want us to talk a little bit about taking a test. I think all of us here, one day in our life, if we've been to school it's not only in school, even in life we've taken a test now there are rules when you take a test Yes. amen, for a test to be fair <laughs> there should be an adjudication there should be rules of how that test should be taken now you'll find that you will on, during the test, you'll have an evaluator or an assessor or an examiner and then uh, you'll have a student amen and then uh, you'll have what, a moderator The moderator, uh, if you go to... to, It's like a referee, uh, a mediator. Uh, It's somebody who will ensure that the the test that you're taking is fair. And uh, that the test that you're taking is relevant. You understand? You can't take any course uh, test. Like I can give you an example. If you're doing a course in accounting, you can't be tested on zoology. You know nothing about zoology. You've been going to university the whole year studying accounting now when the final paper comes is sociology. If that happens you'll find a student raising up his hand and say, This is not this is a wrong paper. <laughs> Amen. It will be a wrong test for you. And in fact, even before it will reach you, the moderator will be there to say examiner, this is these students that you are testing now are here for to take a test on accounting. Zoology is taking in that other hall. In this hall, that is what is written outside. It's the hall for accounting 101, <laughs> 202, or 302. In zoology you take it in that hall. Amen. Now you will realize now that the, the moderator will ensure the fairness of the test and will show that you take the correct test. Amen. Amen. And then and now You'll find that now there is a, the, 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 the rules of the moderator and the rule of an examiner are different. You'll find that if a teacher comes and sets a test, the moderator, the evaluator, must be somebody higher than her. That means the head of department, uh, if, if we do have teachers here, <laughs> yes, the head of departments must be the one who's going to come and mediate, moderate, go through the paper to see that the paper is fair. And it is relevant to the topic that the children are taking. Yeah. Now, that means a tester is still subject to the moderator. Yeah. If the moderator comes and says the test is not fair, the tester must go back yes. and set a new test. Yeah. Amen? And then now, this is on the natural side. Even on the physical, and on the spiritual side is the same thing. We have our tester who is the devil. We have our moderator who is God. Yes. Then you have the, the, the student, for example, job. You understand? Job as a student is the one who's going to be tested by one, By the devil. Yes. But God is going to come there and ensure that the test that job is taking is the right test. Yes. It is the correct test. It is the correct test. Now, God not only does he ensure the fairness of the test, he, he knows what, how, how far that can job go. That means God, when you're taking a test, knows how far you can go through the test. God has your measure. The devil doesn't. The devil comes and tests it to you. But the person who has your measure is God himself. That is why he says when he speaks there, he says, have you seen my servant job? He's upright, perfect, he is true with evil, and he fears God. Those are that's, that's you, your characteristics that God has about you. But the devil comes and says, um, but there's something, God. You see, the reason I cannot go through him, the reason that, that he is upright, the reason that he is perfect, the reason that he fears you, is because you have given him everything. You have given him property, You've given him a family. You've given him what? Good health. Now, if and then not only have you given them that, you have also done something to him. You have built a hedge. You see now? Yes, you have built a hedge around him. Now, this shows you that not only does God knows how prepared you are. Yeah. God is the one who controls the test. Yes, because for the devil to be able to have access to you, to test you, he must go through that, 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 that hedge that God has built around, uh, Jacob, around Job. But he can, as long as God has built as protected Job, the devil cannot have access. You see now, if you go through a test, it's because God has permitted it. God has done what? He has allowed it. Now, because he has looked at you as his son, measured you, seen how strong you are, yes. how far you can go with the test. You understand? That is why when he, he, Job was tested, he says, do everything to Job, leave him alone. Yes. Then he went, the devil went and eh, to st- took his, he, his his cattle, his camels, his sheep, took his his children, Job was left alone. But God even came back another day, the devil came again. As a, because now remember, he says, when the sons of God came, so we will explain some characteristics about the, the devil. That is why now they says when the sons of God came, the devil was among them. Mm-hmm. We will explain what that means as we go on. Right. Now, you'll find that when, God, when he came the second time, he said, oh, have you seen my servant? That was God now professing about job again. Have, have you seen my servant job? there is actually none like him. He says, no, you see God, there is something there. If you let me touch his skin, a man will give anything for his skin, for his health. Now, God, because knowing how far Job will go, he says, "No, no, you can go ahead, test him. But remember now, do not touch his life. Yes, you can do anything to his body, but now, do not go as far as to take his life. The reason is why. The devil, each and every time he tests you, his ultimate goal is one. Is to cause you to have premature death. Yeah. And I will go, we'll go as we go along, we'll show you why he hates you, why he persecutes you, why he's always testing you. He will show you the reason why. Because now, remember, it says, even when he was testing uh, Christ, Christ said, He said, I will give you these kingdoms if you come and do what I told you. Understand? It shows you that this kingdom, this world that we are living in, it is under the rulership and the, of who? The devil. So he's in control. Now you can just imagine, even though I'm going ahead of myself, if you are in control, you are a ruler, and there's somebody who is job, who is not worshiping you who is not looking, here, can caring unto you, who is worshipping another god, you as the god of that age, you will be very upset. So that is why the devil is upset with you because he is the god of this evil age. Yet you are here, defying him. You see now, because you are defying him, he has to fight you. You are his enemy number one. Hallelujah. Now, this hedge that, 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 that God has, has, has built around you is to control every trial, to control every situation that the devil can bring up to you. Because he has God, he has what? He has your measure. Amen? Amen. And then it, this thing, it forms a wall around you. And you can remember, even when the children of Israel left Egypt, there was a pillar of fire by, by, by night a peel of cloud by day, protecting them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Even there was a time when Elisha was with Gehaz and the Syrians came and attacked them. You understand? When Gehaz came there, he was crying. Say, Father, we are being attacked. But there was something because Elijah was calm. And then being calm, he said, uh, let me just pray that God can open your eyes. Yes. Then you will see something. Okay. When he opened, he, he prayed, and God opened his eyes, there was something surrounding them. There were chariots of fire, angels surrounding them. You see now, even though they, he could not see it with his naked eye, there was somebody, even today, you, could not, you cannot see it with your naked eye, but there are guardians, angels around you. You see, you are always fortified. You are always protected. Because why? You are His child. But that happens only and only if you believe. And only if you are his child. You understand? That there will be guardians angels around you. Amen. So now, folks, I think you'll understand that you are not alone. Mm -hmm. It does not matter where you go, it does not matter what happens. God has his guardians angels around you. Amen. Now, as we go on, there's something that I want to prove to you. One thing that we need to realize is that the devil is a creation. That is a powerful statement that you should believe. And then you need to understand that God is the one, the creator. You understand? Now, do you see why he is subject to him? Because the creation cannot control the creator. But the creator can control the creation. You understand? So, After all this trouble that the devil has brought you through, you need to realize that he's nothing but just a creation. You are God's creation, so is he. He doesn't make him much above you, but he will show you why he might have power above you. Now, it is important fact that we should know the attributes of God as a mediator. As much as it is important that we should know the attribute of the devil as a tester. Both of them had characteristics. Both of them have, have attributes. Amen. Now, I want us to, to read uh, a quotation, uh, the seal of the Antichrist. Amen. Uh, that was preached in 1955, uh, March the 11th. Uh, then we'll read from paragraph 17. Amen. Then uh, we'll, we'll just skip the, the, the first par- paragraph and go to the second paragraph. Uh, the seal of God, of the Antichrist, uh, Preaching 55, uh, stroke 03, 11. And then we'll read from paragraph 17. Uh, if you haven't found it, I'll go ahead and then uh, uh, we'll read from... This, the, Yeah, you can go up. Wait, says, did you know that? That's, uh, yes, there. Yeah, that's fine. Did you know that in heaven that the devil was God's right-hand man in the beginning? The Lucifer, the son of the morning, was given power. You see now. There's one fact now. He was the right-hand man of God. He was the the the, the archangel. Now, that is why when he says the sons of God, he was once of the sons of God because he was what? An angel.
2: Yes. An
0: angel doesn't have a mother or father. Yes. But an angel is solely a creation of God. That's what Lucifer was. Now, because he was an angel, he, he was a, above other angels because not only was he an angel, he was an archangel, and then he was the right hand. You know what's the right hand? The right hand is like a vice president. And remember now, with a vice president, if the vice, the president goes on a mission, who comes and rules? The vice president. You see, the powers that the president has when he leaves the country, he transfers it to to the president, to the vice president. Now he was what? The right hand of men. And the reason, then he was also giving what? Power. Amen. And if you remember, there is a quotation, we're going to read it again, that Pastor Madiba on marriage and divorce, where he says, the power so much that he was actually almost co-equal with God, Amen. So the reason that he brought sin into the world, he was able to take something that God created and pervert it back into an evil thing. We started all this trouble in the beginning, Amen. The God, back before the foundation of the earth was laid, when He has seen what Satan uh, has done, you see, in in His pride after the, 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 He has done this, because now. God, Satan has one desire. That is why when he was there in heaven, he was the right-hand man, he saw how God operated. Then he, he became envious and said, if he does this, why, how, how could I not do it? And I said, he has given me power. I can do this, that. But now there was one thing that he could not do. You he, he, he will, will find that as you go on. Now, when pride went over, in his pride, that is what brought Satan into trouble. Pride. He went over and uh, established a kingdom for himself in the north. And then, uh, But when he did it, Michael came and fought him. Defeated him. And then he that was when he was cast down to heaven. And then now in the army that Michael had, if you remember, we've preached about this before. You were part and parcel of that army. When he was defeated, you were there as well. Your celestial body was there fighting with Michael. And then that celestial body went there and defeated Satan. Amen. Amen. So, the right hand man of almighty God was Lucifer, the son of the morning. The first, God had granted him almost co-workership with him. He was a co-worker, partly equal with him. Only thing Satan could not create. You see now? He could do everything. He has power over the elements Yeah, He can change, make, wind, do everything. He cause disease. And then now, he cannot create anything. That is why when he came the first time when unbelief came on earth, when he came and deceived the woman, he could not create a person that he can go through to the woman. He had to use the serpent. Now, the serpent, as you realize, you realize that was, he was genetically almost uh, identical to men. It was, he was the closest species next to men to the effect that the blood of the, uh, the serpent and the blood of the, of the woman could mix. That is why when the devil, the, even Barbarian says because he's, he's a scientist, he went there, the devil examined every animal to see which one he could use. Then he found the right one. And now there was something about this serpent it was not a snake. No sir. It was no snake. Because now, if it was a snake, why, when it was cursed, they say you will walk on your belly if it was uh, slithering before, before in his belly. Can you curse somebody to, by telling them to do whatever they're doing? Then it does not make sense. That means this serpent was something else. Then the, the prophet teaches us that he was actually an upright man of almost the same stature, if not more powerful than Adam himself. But the only difference between him and Adam was that he didn't have a soul. But Satan came into him. Then through him, he impregnated the woman. beguiled the woman, impregnated him, and then he injected his seed into the woman's race. Amen. So you see now, he could not create. He had to use the existing creation that God has created to be able to, to do what? To come and test the woman, to come and begale the woman. You understand? So you see how limited the devil is. He has power. But that power is done, is limited. Yes. Amen? So it says, uh, God is the only creator. But Satan took something that God created and perverted back into something else, which is evil. You see, that's what he did. He only just perverted. He just changed what God has done and then he changed it into something else. That is why we say uh, sin, what is sin? Is unbelief. Then what he does, what is a lie? It is the truth mistold. What is adultery? Is the right act misacted. You see? Because why? He had to perfect. He has to change something that God has set out there and he has to change it and make it into something else. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Now we say what he was what? He was the right hand man of God. So, and then he was almost co equal with God. So now I want us to read another quotation. It will be question and answers, uh, 1959. Uh, June twenty eighth uh, evening, and uh, we will we'll read paragraph sixty sixty nine. Amen. Mm-hmm. So I want to prove another point about the devil. So it says, See, Satan was the original archangel of God. He once dwelt in the heavens. He once was the greatest person. You see now it's still proving whatever I was saying. The greatest person in the heavens outside of God. He was God's right hand man to fellowship. Now he did got puffed up in his heart. Then that's what caused his fall. Amen. So you see now, he was, he was what? Greatest person outside of God. So we'll read another one marriage and divorce and we'll read uh, paragraph 104 and it will also just to emphasize the same f- the same point amen are we following along amen. amen so what i'm trying to to do is just to show you how Satan operates and then how we can actually go there and overcome him. Amen? Amen? Because for you to be able to fight an enemy, you need to know how the enemy is. That is why even when you go through boxing, when, before they go for boxing, you find that there will be, that the, the opponent will get the tapes of the previous fights of his, of his, of his, of his opponent. Then to, to be able to study him, to see what moves he makes, to see his weak points to see his strengths you understand even with yourself that is what we are trying to do here amen, amen. so it reads it is read this way did you know satan was called equal with god sure once all but you see he was called, he could do everything except create. He stood at the right hand of, me, of, of God in the heavens. He was the great leading cherubim. Amen. Now I want you to read another uh, 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 we'll read another one and then from there we'll, we'll, we'll carry on. Amen. The, uh, the one that I want us to read will be Thirsting for Life. We'll read paragraph uh, 15 and it was preached in 1957 uh, June the date Amen. And from there, we would have built up our facts about who the devil is. Amen. Amen. Uh, Thirsting for life. That was preached in 1957, June 30th. Amen. Then we'll read there paragraph uh, 15. So you see now, it emphasizes the fact that why he had to use the serpent. He says, Satan cannot create life. He can only prevent what God has created. Satan has no way to create. There is only one creator, God. Satan couldn't heal. Remember, brethren, he can't heal. Medicine couldn't heal there's nothing else can heal but God. Because he's the only creator. And anybody that is intelligent will know enough to know that there is not a medicine or a drug or nothing in the world that can create life. Even now, they've, they've done what we call uh, cloning. They've done clone dolly the sheep. But now you need to understand something. When they clone dolly the sheep, they still need to use the cell of Dolly, the original ship. That means they have to get, uh, that cell is alive. That cell on its own from that Dolly, the ship, it has life in itself. Now they use it, put an electrical mechanism on it, then that cell will start reproducing. But they have to use what? Life from that cell. So no man, no scientist, no devil, from the original can go there, create life out of nothing. That is why when we this theory of evolution that there was a one cell cell and there was light then that cell the first thing I'm going to ask you, where did that cell come from? Because if there was a cell, it has to come from something. There should be something that will give that cell life. It cannot come from out of nowhere. No cell. Life. That is why now you find that even when uh, Eve was 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 pregnant and he delivered uh, Cain, he still called Cain a man, a child that I found from God. Why? Because no Satan. It does not matter whether the life is good or it is evil. There is only one order of life, and that order of life is what it is. God Himself. No devil, no scientist, not any medication <laughs> can create life. It is only God who can create life. Amen. There is nothing else that can heal. He's the, that is God, he's the now, um, God is the only healer. Now, God is the only solemn one can in, creation, can, can in creation. So He said, "I'm the Lord that healeth you." Amen. Yeah, I think we, we will just leave it here. So you can see now that even Satan could not create anything. So you realize that he has power. He has been given power. God gave him power. But his power is limited to the role that God wants him to play. Amen. So it is subject to what? It is subject to the what? It is subject to the moderator. It is subject to the, the, the referee who is God. Amen. Now that is why we've told you about what happened in the Garden of, of Egypt, uh, in the Garden of Eden. That is why the what the what made uh, how how Satan came there and he injected himself into the human race. Amen. Now you will realize one thing. Now, which are just one point before we go we go further, It's because remember now being an angel, the devil was the most handsome angel in heaven. He was even in church of music. You understand? And even this serpent that he used was much muscular. Even Brother Brenham's, the prophet says, he was actually more handsome than Adam. Now, that is why now you find that as a Christian, when you choose a partner, you don't look, you don't concentrate on the outside looks. No. Because looks can be deceiving. You need to look on the inside. That means if there is character, there is beauty, it must be what? Inside. It is not how the person looks because now if, you, you, if you, you, you do that, you might find that you marry beauty without character. And we can ask you, we can tell you, if you do that, you will regret it for the rest of your life. Yes. Amen. Because what the person you need to marry must have want the same mind that you are having. Not your mind, but the mind of Christ. And then if you do that, you will find that you will have joy on this earth. You will have abundant joy because you people will be on the same page. There will be something that is is why, you see, the reason why when you are married and then a a man uh, does not uh, go there and then uh, maybe go with other women. It's not because he's afraid of his wife. (laughs) No, I'm (laughs) saying. That's not the reason. The reason is because there is something inside of you. There is something that is guiding you. There is something that is, you are, that is greater than you. That you are even more fearful of than your wife. There is God. To before you can do anything else, before you can even account your wife, you have to go and account to God. So if you're going to marry, you need to find yourself such a woman. You need to find yourself such a man that whatever they do, before they can do it, they will put God first. Amen. Then after putting God first, they will put you second. Then they will put themselves third. But if you can find somebody who's going to put themselves first, (laughs) you will be in trouble. Because you will be second and God will be third. So now who's going to rule him? Under which law is he going to govern? You understand? So this is for the youth. You need to get somebody who confesses the same faith of you. Who has the same Fear to God that you have. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we want you to the point that I wanted to go to why, God, why Satan is persecuting you. It is very important. Remember, even if you read in, 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 uh, in, in Revelation, they said there was a woman who was with child. Yes. And if we know that child, it was Christ. Then that woman was persecuted by the, by the dragon. The dragon wanted to persecute that woman, devour that woman, because she was what? She was with child. The child of the Holy Ghost. She was with child, which is Christ. Now, even you, if you have Christ inside of you, yes, sir. it automatically makes you enemy number one to Christ. To, to the devil. It makes you his number one enemy. Because now, remember, the, the word of God says, don't you know that ye are God? You. If you have God inside, you are like amateur gods. Now, remember now, there is a quotation that I'm going to read for you now which will show you why am I saying God will persecute you if you are the devil will persecute you if you are an amateur God. I want us to read uh, um, the programming church age and I will read, uh, it doesn't have verses but I will just read for you. But Satan will corrupt whatever he can. We find him corrupting the minds and the hearts of men so that they can reject the truth. As he has always attempted to receive worship as though he were a god. You see now? He wanted to be worshipped. You understand? While the other angels were worshipping God, he also had a desire that if they worship him, also they can do that to me. They can also worship him, me as well. That is why you, as a child of God, being an amateur God, he has a problem with you. He wants to be the only God in this earth. Here you are. He wants people to worship you. Here you are. Now, he has the same problem with you, the same problem that he had with God in the beginning. Amen. So you get it now. So, he, 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 as he always attempted to receive worship, as though he were God, not the servant and the creation of God. You see now, he is a servant. He is also a creation of God. He and he, he drew worship away from God to the end that he might draw it unto himself and so be exalted. You see? That is why he managed to deceive two-thirds of the angels in heaven. So that worship might only come to him, not to God. Amen. He suddenly did accomplish his desire to spread his religion throughout the whole world. Now the only way certain could be worshipped was to deceive. That is why you find that even the Roman Catholic Church, what he did, he introduced is the, during the Nicaea Council, is the one that introduced Trinity. Trinity is a pagan worship. Trinity is a worship of the devil. There is no Trinity. You understand? Because there is only one God. There are no three gods. Amen. Now, when he did that, it was to, to, to deceive the people. You understand? So that the people... Can worship him instead of worshiping God. Amen. And then uh, the reason he will do that is that he will get a desire to be worshipped and uh, to make men subject to to him. But you, as a son of God, being an amateur God, you are not subject to him. So as a result, there will be a conflict between you and the devil. Amen. Amen. And now that is the quality. The quality that all the time the devil wants to overcome out of you to overcome you because you are what you are a son and a daughter of God you have God inside of you. you must always remember that and we've proved to you that he is the God of this evil age amen Now you'll know that we've even spoken about this before that the reason he persecuted you was because you are right. Satan hates anything that is right. If you are right with God, Satan will persecute you. And uh, because of who you are, Satan is jealous of you. Amen. Yes. And then uh, you will remember now, the first murder that ever took place in the Garden of Eden, it was because of what? A, a Cain, who became jealous of his, bra- of his brother. It was the same eye syndrome that the, 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 the devil had. The devil wanted to be worshipped. He said, I will exalt myself above the stars of heaven. And the stars of heaven is you. He wanted to be above you. Now, even Cain, when he killed his brother, what he did was that he said, how come that Cain's sacrifice is accepted and I, mine, mine, I, my, my sacrifice is not accepted because he wanted to be it will be, it, so that his, subject, his sacrifice will be the one that will be accepted. You understand? That is why he went over there and killed his brother. Now, we as Christians, jealousy is not something that we should have. No. In fact, as Christians, we should be able to be happy when somebody achieves something. When your brother or your sister achieves something, you should actually even pray for them, you should be the one guiding them not being jealous of them, yes. envy at them, envy them of what they have, because why? Envy their car, envy their houses. No, Christians don't do those things because that is one characteristic, one attribute of the devil. Amen? So you see, if, if you, you achieve something, you should be, we should be able to, to, we should be happy for you. That is why what I've, the, I've seen with the pastor is that when you you achieve something, he will be genuinely happy for you. And then uh, he will be very happy that you have achieved something. So you'll find that in him, the pastor, there's no speck of jealousy about him. Now, that is a rare, rare quality. And it is rare if you realize, especially in the days we are living in. Because these days is the days whereby everybody wants to be first. It's a competitive world. Everybody wants to compete with the other ones of what they have my house is better than yours. My business is, is better than yours. Mine is better than yours this way. That is why you find that if you buy a car, somebody can just buy the same car because you bought it. Just to prove you that you can do better than them. But that actually is not the spirit of God. That is not the spirit of God, Christ. The spirit of Christ is the kind of spirit whereby when somebody achieves them something, you will be happy. You will learn from them. Hey brother, you see you, how did you achieve this? You understand? Not jealous, but why? Pride in what they do. So you'll find that with a pastor, if you do something good, he will encourage you, pray for you, he will actually guide you. Now, this is, uh, as I said, a rare quality. And then, uh, you'll find that even when that happens, he will come and express genuine pride and genuine happiness. You see there's some people you'll achieve something they're pretend they happy but the smile <laughs> you can see that this smile is not actually a smile of happiness. The person is actually cross. Why did you achieve that? Who are you? Mavagasa. Why should you achieve that? Hmm? But that is not the spirit of God. Because with God when you remember him he wants you to achieve. Now when we have that kind of jealous, which is envy, there's another jealous, which is which Paul speaks about. He says, "I will just quote him here in the Second Corinthians, verse chapter 11." He says, "I am jealous of you with a godly jealous, so that I can present you a chaste vision to Christ." You see now, this is another the type of jealousy that we have, should have as Christians. The one where we are jealous of Maffagas is that he should hold on to what God has given him. He should not be deceived by the devil. That is why when you are a young man and you've gone out of line, you have our deacons. They will actually go after you. We are godly jealous to come and retrieve you back, to come and put you in line so that when the day comes, you are a chaste virgin for Christ. That is why even God himself has that kind of jealousy. He says, I am a jealous God. You understand? Not the kind of jealousy that I want you to die, I want you to fail. No, the kind of jealousy that I want you to be preserved. As my own, I want you to be preserved. I want you to hold on to what I've given you. You understand? Be able to present the life of, of Christ so that you might be a testimony out there. You're leaving testimony to the people of the world. So he says, I am a jealous God. I, will do, I do not want to serve any foreign gods or any creature. You see, he is a jealous God. That is what we call godly jealous. And now you will realize that jealousy is a terrible thing. That is one test that we need to pass. To pass. That of not being jealous. Do you, I, I don't know if some of you have read Numbers uh, chapter 5. In Numbers chapter 5, there is a law of jealousy. (laughs) And then when you read that chapter, you've realized that this law of jealousy is actually a law of death. Because jealousy leads to death. That is why even Brother Branham says, jealousy is the reason that is behind the shedding of any, all human blood upon the face of the earth. That is because of jealousy. Me, as Germany, I'm better than all the rest of the, of the nations. So if you do something that's better than me, I will come and conquer you. Jealous. You see? Now, you find that in that law, that, that is the, the, in numbers. What happens is that if a man is married, and then the woman, he thinks, maybe, he's not sure, you know, he thinks that the woman maybe had been with another man. He will come and institute that law of jealous. He will go to a priest and when he goes to a priest, a priest will take a barley of wheat and he will take, take a water and he will take soil from there and they will make a woman swear an oath that he did not do that. But, because this is a, a case. if it happened that the woman had done something wrong, they will say, you will find that the woman will, the thighs will rot, yes, the belly will swell. And then if it find out that the woman was was with child, maybe from another man, it will cause that woman to have a miscarriage. You see? Death. That law of jealousy was what? The law of death. That is why we needed somebody. We needed Christ to be able to wash off us of our sins. So that we should be able to be to, to have a new birth. To to have to have Christ. will come and lead us and so that we will be able to overcome that jealous. Amen? Amen. Now we will go to our next uh, part. Now, since we've seen the attribute of the devil, now why do people fail? I think that's something that we should ask ourselves. Why do people all the time fail the test? Because you know him. You know how he operates. Why do you fail? Now, the reason the devil makes you to faith is because he makes you to doubt God's word. Simple. Understand? He wants you to doubt God's word. Now, remember, doubt, I think we've gone through this before, that a man is, is a triune being. He has a body. He has a spirit. He has a soul. And in that soul, that's where you can find faith or doubt. Now, Faith leads into life, then doubt leads to death. You understand? And then that is the principal path that the devil wants to cause you to the, to disbelieve the word of God. From he wants you to, to believe from the inside. That means he knows if he can just put a little bit doubt of you in in your, in your, in you, it does not matter. He's gonna overcome you. you understand? If you are sick. He wants you to believe that you will not get one. Even though you've been prayed to. Even though prayers have been sent, he will want you to disbelieve that prayer. Yes. And I will, we will go on, I will show you how he does that. Now you realize that for the word of God, for it to get access into you, it has to go through your mind, the spirit and the soul. That means the mind is where the battle comes into. You understand? That is why in your mind, you could be a, pe- a positive person, you could be pessimistic, in your mind, then it, that goes into the whole body. You understand? That is why if, a, if God wants to plant the seed, he will go, to, first he will speak the word has to go through your mind and, to, and then it doesn't stay in your mind. You know, if it stays in your mind, then you, that is not the, the channel that God wants it to reach. It needs to reach your soul so that faith must be clinched in yes. your soul so that when the devil comes with his doubts, you can unbelieve doubt, unbelief, you will be able to overcome him from the inside. That means the inside man which has Christ sitting there on that throne is the, must express Christ on your outside body. You understand? When a prayer has been sent out, you must believe that you will conquer, that you will get well, but you believe from what? From the inside. Now you find that if Satan gives you, makes you to doubt. You become just a walkover to him. Yes. He He can just go there and do whatever that he wants to do with you. Amen? But you need to express faith. That means, remember, faith is a virtue. And it's a virtue that needs to be expressed. You need to be patient when you're going through a trial, expressing that virtue. Because I can give you an example. When Abraham... Uh, was giving a promise. It was a promise. You will be with a son. Immediately when Adam received it, the first thing that he did was to prepare a, 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 a cot for the baby. Yes, after receiving the, 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 the promise, the woman, he was 75. Sarah was 65. Chances of Sarah being pregnant was according to medical science zero. But he believed God's word. Now, every time time passes by, 25 years passed, there was still no baby. But the word of God teaches us, teaches us that when that happened, Satan be, the, the, Abraham became stronger each day. His face became more firm because to him, if God did not give him a child now, it happens after 25 years. It becomes even a greater miracle. That's how we looked at it. That is how even you as a child of God, you should look at your situation. If you are sick, you've been prayed for. There is no... Okay, he says, I'm the Lord that healed you. If a prayer of faith has been sent out and if you believe, you will be healed. Did he say when? In the scripture. Is there a time period that God peace... In that period to say, you will be healed after two hours. You will be healed after two days. You will be healed after two months. There is no time period, but it is, requires you to be patient. To be able to wait upon the Lord. To be able to know that whatever he has promised, he will fulfill. Then you will see, as time goes on, you will be what? You will be healed. That is why there was this blind man. The Abraham prayed for him. He was not healed instantly. But he kept on walking around preaching. <laughs> he was preaching about his healing even though he was still blind. He says, I can see. You see now? He confessed his healing even before it took place. Even with you, you need to do the same thing. You must confess it, be patient, and wait. You see, Abraham, when that happened, after 25 years, it was an even greater miracle. You understand? And even we have our uh, uh, the prophet Noah. The, even with Noah, it's the same thing. Noah, God gave him a commission. Noah, you must go build an ark for me because I'm going to come and destroy this evil world with a flood, with water. Now, at that time, there were... You see, that's why the, the word of God says, as it was in the days of Noah, it will be in our day. Because there, Abraham told us that science was at its peak. They could go calculate, miss moisture, see if there's going to be rain. The scientists done that day, they said, No, Noah, whatever you are saying has never happened. It will not happen. Now, if it will not happen, whatever you are saying, you are bluffing. Now Noah in that day he met Mr. Unbeliever. He met Mr. Impatient. He met Mr. Skeptic. He went through a trial because of what he believes. Even you as a, as a brother and a sister for your belief you will go through a trial for what you believe in. Even when you go there and confess to the people that I'm healed, people will ridicule you. Because they say, hey brother you are healed. No Mara. why you still can't see. You see? But you need to be patient. As Noah was. Now I can give you an example just to give you a story. When this commission came to Noah, when he started preaching, his church was full. You know how people like a new gospel? Yeah. They flock towards a new gospel. It was full. Mm-hmm. And even the people in that day they were very happy because now, you know, there are these preachers who come and take people's money. Noah was not that kind of a preacher. No. Say, when the test came in, because God has given a commission, he will take money, the tithing money, buy the coffer wood that he needed. So people will see, no man, you see with this message, that noise preaching, we are going somewhere. There is, a, there is an ark being built there. There is our, there is our, the, 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 our, uh, our labor. That is where our money is going to. You understand? Because Noah did what? He was doing something with that money. But as time goes on, the ark was built. Now people say, Noah, when is the rain coming? He says, no, the rain is coming. Yes, because Noah originally was the one who received the, the commission. He knew what he was talking about. Yeah. Others who were make-believers, who came out along the way, they faltered because whatever Noah promised, mm-hmm. it wasn't said directly to them. You understand? So as time goes on, the ark was built. the the church starts decreasing in number because 125 years to wait for rain is a long time. (laughs) It's it's not a child's pledge to wait for 125 years. Now, when finally 125 years has passed, there was only Noah and his three sons building the ark. The rest of the church members don't be a church member, my friend. Be a believer. The rest of the church members had faltered around the way. They have gone and left Noah. They have gone there and went there and, 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 and gone on with their own thing. Said, ah, I know, that preacher. The same preaching all the time. Ah, and then they've been waiting for 100 years for this rain. It's not coming. It proves there is no rain. But they were wrong. One day, the rain came. And it, but even before the rain came, God came and closed the ark. Now, when they closed the ark, now, remember now, Noah had to wait seven more days. You can just imagine now. You've waited 125 years, 125 years. Now you have to wait another seven days. They, even the ridicule was even more. How oh, This man, now he's closed himself inside. Where is this rain? But when God opened up the heaven, Amen. when God opened up the fountains underneath and they blew up, the Christ of the people out, my brother, you should not be found outside. It does not matter what happens. You must be patient. You must go on along this way. You must be found inside. When the rapture comes, you must be the inside person. You must be the inside people. You must be the people in the land. You must not be found in the wilderness outside or in Egypt. Because there there will be gnashing of teeth. You understand? Because people will be wailing, crying. It will be a terrible day. Right. That day when it came, when the came, people cried. They were trying to open. Noah being a man, he wanted to open. But who closed the door? Yes, God himself had closed the door. And whatever God closes, no man can. Whatever God shuts, no man no- Whatever God opens, no man can. Can close. You understand? He got himself head closed. No man can do anything. Noah had to watch. Mm -hmm. See the people drown. 40 days, 40 nights, the rain pelted down. No mountain could be seen. Any form of life that crawled upon, creeped, died. Man, animal, all gone. You understand now? You need to be patient. You need to persevere so that whatever promises God has given you you'll be able to become heir to it only if you persevere. Amen? Amen. So Noah persevered. He was patient. Abraham persevered. He was patient. He was waiting patiently for the Lord. Amen? So now he overcame what? The doubt. He overcame the ridicule. He overcame everything that the the, the people could throw around him. That Mr. Skeptic Mr. Uh, impatient, that Mr. Unbeliever could throw at him. No one overcame him. Whatever trial, you must read the spoken word the trial. Whatever trial he went through, he, no one, who stood it, he persevered. And then uh, at the end of the day, there was a what? A reward for him. Amen. 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 Now I want us to, to write, read another quotation on the greatest uh, battle ever fought. Because we want to see why do we fail? We want to see the first thing that a person will fail if they doubt the word of God. Don't the promises that God has given you? You must never doubt them. This word in the Bible is alive. It is life itself. So you should never ever allow the devil at whatever point to make you doubt them. Amen. Because they are life. You understand? If he said he will do something, whatever he said he will do, he will certainly do it. Amen. Amen. So I want us to read one thing uh, that the, the one other thing that the people do, which uh, the devil take uses it for his advantage. Amen. So we'll read the greatest battle ever fought. Uh, I think it's the it's a, uh, paragraph four hundred and seventeen. Amen. And uh, it reads this way. Paragraph four one seven. He says, "We're just going to read that small paragraph. That's all." He said, "When the enemy attacks us, oh, I tell you, you ought to come. Drain. What are you going to do? Are you going to back down? Are you going to compromise?" He said, not a real soldier. A real soldier won't do that. Yes, sir. You see now, one of the things that the devil will do is to make you compromise on the word of God. You understand? He will make you compromise on the word of God. He will make you to back down. You know, a real battle, a real soldier will, in battle will never retreat or surrender. A real soldier will die in his boots. That's what you must do. It does not matter what the devil throws against you. You must die in your boots. This one, I want to speak to the young people here. Because I want us to speak about Daniel, Shadrach, and, and Abednego. Because Daniel, Shadrach, and Abednego, they were very young when they were taken out of uh, their land. And then uh, when uh, Nebuchadnezzar came and, um, and conquered, uh, conquered them, and I said, I will just read one, one thing here. He said, I will read Daniel chapter 1, verse 1, and I will read others as we go along. In the third year of the reign of Joachim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, uh, came Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, into Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Joachim, king. You see now? Who gave Joachim over to Nebuchadnezzar? The Lord himself, permitted it. He is the one who gave over Joachim to King Nebuchadnezzar because of the the sins that the people of Israel were doing. The Lord himself gave him over. So whatever trial the Israelites went through here, the Lord permitted it. But now there's something now here. There were four young men that came from Israel. It was Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, and Daniel. Now, they said something. We'll read Daniel uh, 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 verse eight. It says, "But Daniel proposed in his heart." You see now. He proposed in his heart that he was not going to defile himself with the king's meat, with the king's wife. You see, he had told he, he has made an oath with himself. He he has made up his mind that it does not matter what's going to happen there in Babylon. He was not going to be one. He was not going to forsake his God. And I believe that as a young man this day, you can also propose it in your heart, as young as you may be, that you're going to live this message. You're going to give your life to Christ. You can propose it in yourself that whatever is going to happen, you are not going to forsake this, this, this message. Because what's going to happen is that you will find that this, this, this life, this uh, age that we're living in, but remember that it is very difficult. It is many times over. Multiply. It's more difficult for a person to live a pure Christian life. Because evil is multiplied many times over. But if you become like Daniel, propose it in your heart, you can overcome anything. Whatever tells Whatever temptation the devil might give you, you can overcome it. That is why you find that when the young men in this world uh, live up to the sound beats of Kwaito, R&B, rap, party life, you can also live up to Christ. You can live up to the message of the hour. You can you can also be when the young people are taking over the world. You can be taken up by the message of the hour. You can live for Christ. You understand? If you go there, you realize that when they were Daniel and his friends were there in Babylon, they were they were looked up by by Enoch, who looked after them because uh, Nebuchadnezzar made a commission that uh, made an uh, an order that all the the brilliant young people from Israel they should come, and they should come and serve him. Now he was going to give them meat, he was going to give them wine to drink but daniel knowing then he said no we are not we would rather be, eat pulse. Pulse is just beans lentils soup but because god knew what was in daniel's heart even when the other people young people were indulging in those other meats in those other worldly pleasures that the king Nebuchadnezzar had given them daniel because of the he had proposed it him, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they had a different diet. You yourself, as a child of God, you can have a different diet. The diet of the word of God. You can live by it. Remember, even Christ said it, you cannot live by bread alone, but by every weight that proceeded out of the mouth of God. You can also have life. You can live. Amen. Now, when you do that, you become an overcomer. You will become a victor. You understand? You will be like a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You understand? And I will tell you how it goes. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. There was a, a, a an order from the king that, remember now, the, 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 that there should be a golden image made, and everyone must come and worship that image. But because Shadrach, and Meshach, and Abednego had proposed it in their hearts, that they will not Serve any foreign God. They refused. You understand? They had committed themselves to God. You as a young person, you must commit. You must something that you must have something that you can commit yourself to. You must have something that you can hold on. You must have somebody that you can serve. Not any foreign God, but your God. And you will see if you do that, He will preserve you. Amen. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and God, Bethany, God, they said we will not serve any other gods. But even if it is you understand? Even if the Lord, our God, doesn't save us from your fear of finance, it is still okay. You understand? You should have, <laughs> you should have it in yourself that even you should believe this message so much that even if it costs you death." You should be able to know that this message in itself, it is life. And it is life that you can live abundantly. That life is not only the life you are living. There should be another life. Eternal life. It's only here that you can get eternal life. That is why Shadrach, Mishak and Abednego, they said, no, we cannot save any God. Even if it happens that our Lord does not save us, He does not, it is still okay. Amen. So you'll find that even as a young man or a young girl living up, there will be uh, temptations. There will be friends who will try to lead you astray. Just like if Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego. They will try to say to you, no, you see, because I can tell you something. When the devil wants to beguile you, he's very patient. He takes his time. You understand? He will even... You know, come and give you a second chance. <laughs> he will give you a second chance to do what? To fail. That is why you find that even when the child is accused Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Nebuchadnezzar did not ride right away say, no, I'm going to, to, to throw you into the fear of finance. He says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I hear that you guys are refusing to obey my order. I'm going to give you a chance. Oh, the devil will give you a chance to falter. He will always do that. I will give you a chance. When the harps, the cymbals, the trumpet sounds, I want you to kneel down. I want you to kneel down and pray to my God. You see? He will come and give you a second chance. They will come to you and say, you know uh, V, you know Victor, they will even give you a nickname (laughs) that you can go by so that you will feel like you are part of them. You say V. No, man, you know, you remember we set you up with that girl the other time, but you ran away. No, man, there's another party coming now. You know, you, you have a second chance, you know? Yeah, if you're still up to it, come. Now, if you become like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego can say, it does not matter what happened, I will not do that. If you stand your ground, they will start to ridicule you, reject you. They will even call you names. They will call you a net. They'll call you Barubar, Wabora. You know, they'll give you names because now you have not come and done what they want you to do. But the reason is for them to begale you, to make you to falter, to drown you, to bring you to a level. Do not allow them to do that. That is why they'll come and say, "Uh, no, you must come and do it. Then you don't do it, you are no longer their friends. But remember. Even John the Baptist was a recluse. He was alone. Even our prophet William Marian Brenham, there was a time when he didn't have friends. So if that happens to you, know that you are in a company of prophets. It is not only you, even the prophet had to come through the same tribulation, whereby they were ridiculed, excluded. Exclusion is not a bad thing because you will be included in the kingdom of Christ. Amen. I if you are included, excluded in this world, there is a kingdom up there whereby you will be included in. So you must be, great, you must be glad that you are excluded in this God-forsaken world, but you are included in this mighty kingdom. Amen. Yes. So now what happened is that even after they excluded you, now let's hear what happened when the three young men were thrown in the fire. When they thrown there in the fire, uh, you know, the king was astonished. Because here are these young men. The fire has no effect on them. But now there's something else there. There's like a fourth person there. They came, came closer. You see now. When you stand for your confession. And then when you stand for what you believe. Even those people who rejected you. They'll come closer to look at you. And say who is this person. Because you will be displaying something. You will be displaying the life of Christ. And Christ will be in you. He will be with you. Christ, there he was with these three young men. He was walking with them in this fire. The king had to even come close and say, the countenance of this one is like of God. You see, they will recognize it that you, you are a child of God. And then they will have respect. By living for Christ, you might be ridiculed, but you will be respected. They will say, you know what? I know men. The victor. There's somebody that I know who professed to be Christian. But I know a real Christian. Victor is the real Christian. Yeah. We have tempted him. We have done this. We know that it does not matter what happens. That man is a child of God. Yeah. Here was the Nebuchadnezzar. He saw the God of the three young men rescuing them out of the fire. You see, as a child of God, you must have so much victory in yourself that fire can consume it. You must have so much victory in yourself that the lions can eat it. Daniel, it was the same thing. He was thrown in the lion den. When he went there, because he, it was, he was gone there, he was thrown there for the testimony of Christ, God shut up the lions. He can still do the same thing. He's still the same God. He can still do the same thing even for you. So, rejection, don't mind it. Yes. There is a crown for you. Rejection shows you, it pushes you, in fact, closer to Christ. It makes you to be able to have a confession. It makes you to have a testimony that, when I was there on earth, I was ridiculed. Oh. Then, yeah, uh, God, here my as your child. Who was ridiculed? You will have a crown. Amen. Yes. Now, those same people, as a young man, that ridiculed you. The very same people We'll have respect for you because you will be expressing the God that you are confessing about. You see? Amen. There must be an, a confession and, and an expression. Yes, Manifestation. You must manifest. It's not only about talk. You must manifest. Amen? Yes, so now, those is, that is the story of those three young men. And then, uh, that is what we should do. We should persevere and we should know That if you do that, there will be a tick in our life. Test passed. A test of faith passed. Those three young men, their faith was tested. Daniel, his faith was tested. What happened to him? He passed. You also can pass. Amen. Now in closing, I want to speak about one thing. The last thing. Now you realize that when Job was tested, as I told you before, uh, the devil attacked his property, his children, and his health. But the ultimate goal was to kill him. <laughs> and I told you why. We showed you that his ultimately wanted to want to kill him. The reason is death is the ultimate test. You understand? Even this uh, patriarchs that we have, Abraham. Seth, Abel, Abraham, Job, Daniel, Sheldon, one ultimately had to succumb to death because death is the ultimate test. You understand? So now you realize that there should be, because of of, of these people who have succumbed to death, there should be somebody. Remember, we had the first Adam who, through disobeying God's word, Introduce death. That was, not, my friend. You were not promised death. To be according to God's promises, you are supposed to live forever. Yes. The spirit, uh, spiritual multiplication. When he says multiply and replenish the earth, he was not talking about physical or natural multiplication. It was a spiritual multiplication. The way. Adam came. All of us were supposed to come that way. But when the devil beguiled the woman and sin was introduced, sin is death. It introduced death. Now a second Adam had to come. He had to come and overcome this death. And that second Adam is who? Is what? Is our Lord Jesus Christ. He broke the back of death. You understand? He broke the barrier of death. Understand? All these other saints, yes, they were good, but they were never having a blood strong enough to do that. But Christ, His blood, was strong enough to break that barrier. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. He passed and overcome the final test, which is the test of death. And then Satan thought, when when Satan thought when he, when thought, uh, when he had the, the heroes of the Bibles, when he had uh, Adam, said he thought he he had them but he didn't know that it was leading to somebody great. When David came, he also died. He thought, ah, finally I'm done with David. But there was somebody of the lineage of David who the, the Isaiah called the great Emmanuel, who had a mysterious birth. You know, Isaiah says a vision shall conceive. Mysterious. It has never happened before. Never will it happen before that a vision without... Uh, 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 a male seed will will conceive. But with this one, the blood of God had to come from life in the womb of Mary. So what overcame God, uh, the devil was the blood and only the blood of of God himself. He had to come in the form of Christ. Come here. And then uh, we can see that even then before everything he could conquer death even when he was here on earth, death had no chance. That is why even the devil was actually not here with Christ. That is why even when he was there, the demons will even cry and say, "Is it time? Is judgment? Is it judgment already?" Because he had, he was omnipotent. He was omnipresent. He had, he had multi million of volts of power in himself. Amen. To the extent that one day Lazarus was sick, Lazarus being sick, he he was sick and then he died. Now, when he died, he was with his disciples because they had called unto him, told him, but he delayed where he was until the, the Lazarus succumbed to death. Now, when Lazarus succumbed to death, he told to, to his disciples that, no, Lazarus had fallen asleep. The disciples thought when the, the, Jesus was speaking about sleeping, he was talking about the natural sleep. They did not realize that he actually meant that Lazarus was dead Amen. So that is why in John eleven verse fifteen he says, he says, "I am glad I was not there, so that you people might believe." See, but let's go to him. You see, what he means is that if he was not there, Lazarus could not have died, because he was he had gone there and conquered death. Death, when he was there, had no chance. That is why when he went there and he, ran, he went there and he looked at Mary and the other mourners, and his sisters, they were, the, the Bible says that he wept. But that was a man. But as God, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus! Rise up! Lazarus, a man that has been down dead more than for three days, he rose up. Because why? His voice had power. He had power over death. It is, even when he was hanging there on the cross, when he he cried with a loud voice. The grace opened. That is why even Brother Benjamin tells us that if he did not specifically call for Lazarus, each and every person that was dead, they would have woken up. Such was the power of his voice that when he said, woke up, every grave would have just opened up. At that point, he had to be specific. Yes. Lazarus, wake up. That was how powerful we are. So, he was the ultimate dead destroyer. With him, that didn't take any chance. That is why when he was hanging down the cross, even when he cried there, Satan thought he had him. But he didn't know that that is, that is when his trouble started. Because when he was there, he, the, 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 the prophet tells us that he went down to hell. And he went there and preached to the souls that were in prison. And then when he did that, he conquered the of the devil. Death, grave, and, 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 and hell. Those he conquered. Now, that's what he did. That is why even to show that he was the son of God. When he died, the sun ceased to shine. The earth rolled with a loud noise. There was an earthquake. The sun, the S-O-N, could not uh, continue to shine because it, it says that the S-U-O-N... The the, the real son of God had gone down. So, the son, the Sun had to go down as well. There was darkness on the world when he died. Because why? God himself was hanging there. But, he was, the blood that was flowing there, was the blood of God. So, that is why the devil, he said, oh, I heard him. But, that is when he started, trouble began. Because, when he went there, when he came back, and he went to heaven with those saints, When he came back, he multiplied himself in you, all of you. So the same trouble he was having with him is the same trouble that he should be having with you because you are his son and daughters. With you, you he had come there as the the Holy Spirit, divided himself into you so that the same power, the same things, he says, the works that I do, such works you should do also. So if there's somebody here, the sick, you should also you should be able to pray for that sick person, just as he did. You see now, now there is not only one Christ; there is Christ in each and every one of you. That the devil had to fight. That is why the devil is fighting you, testing you all the time, because he sees that same Christ, the one that persecuted him. He sees that same Christ in you. Amen. As we can, I think my message will be finished. We can just stand up, amen. So, brethren, you should know who you are. The moment you will realize how you are, this test of faith will be nothing to you. This test of faith will be something that you will just come, and then it will be a walk over. As much as that Satan thought, when he put down in, in the earth, when he put unbelief, that the people will be un, un, a walk over to him. He will be a walk over to you. Amen? Because of what? You will have Christ in you. You will be able to do the very same works that Christ has done. Amen. May me just sing a worshiping song. Amen. And may the, Lord go, the good Lord bless you. Amen. And I hope uh, this message, at least it is brought something and opened up your eyes to realize who the devil is. That he is just a creation. He has power, but his power is limited. He has power, but his power was not meant to overcome you. His power was meant just to mold you, to make you a better Christian, to make you to have a testimony. Amen. Can we just sing a worshiping song? Amen. Sing another one. Uh, I think there's one that we sang. It says, We'll sing that one and we'll ask our precious brother to come and close the service in the word of prayer. Amen.
1: Heavenly Father, indeed, we are privileged, Heavenly Father, to be called your sons and your daughters, Lord, the sons of the King of kings, the daughters of the Lord of lords, the creator of heaven and earth. Thank you once more, Heavenly Father. That we have gathered in this fashion, Lord, according to thy word, where you said where two or three are gathered in my name, they will be in their midst. Thank you, Heavenly Father. As we invited thee, Almighty God, to descend, Heavenly Father. Mighty God, use a man to speak to us, Lord. So we say thank you, Heavenly Father. For borrowing the body of our precious brother, Lord. Just expressing yourself in your own way, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Don't have words, Lord, to thank thee, Almighty God. Taking us from glory to glory, Lord. Showing our, how we are tested, Lord, Heavenly Father. Every child that cometh to thee, Lord, has to be tested, Heavenly Father. In our Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, the Bible tells us, Lord, that after the baptism, Heavenly Father, the Spirit of the Lord came down, Heavenly Father, and He took Him into the wilderness to be tested of the devil, Heavenly Father. And the only way that he overcame the devil, Lord, it was by the way that he kept on saying, it is written, Lord. That is the only way that will overcome the enemy, Heavenly Father, by quoting the spoken word, by quoting the Bible, Heavenly Father. That is written in your Bible, Lord. Heavenly Father, we are like Abraham of old. He was a pilgrim and a stranger, Lord. He was seeking for a city whose builder and maker is Lord. Oh, Heavenly Father, we don't belong to this world, Lord. That's why we don't behave like the people of this world, Lord. We don't do like them, we don't dress like them, we don't talk like them, Lord. Oh, thank you, Heavenly Father, Almighty God, because we are strangers, Lord. We are not part of them, Heavenly Father, but we are part of the Heavenly Heavenly Army, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Bless thy servant, Lord. We know, Heavenly Father, that He took Him hours, Lord. To prepare your word, Heavenly Father Because he knows that He will come And stand before thy bride, Lord Oh, Heavenly Father, we say Abundantly may you bless him, Lord Bless his family, Lord, for allowing Him to take the time, Heavenly Father, and just read the word Heavenly Father, to pray for us Heavenly Father, that he may take From thee, Heavenly Father, and give it Unto us as thy children Bless him abundantly, Heavenly Father I pray once more for the church, Lord I know the needs that they came with heavenly father people came with their expectation lord with prayer requests that they were read heavenly father oh heavenly father raise their hands they listen to you heavenly father for that lord i pray heavenly father that you bless them abundantly To come, Heavenly Father, as they came, Lord, when they go our home, Heavenly Father, we are asking for a traveling mercy, Lord. Oh, yeah. But to come, let it not be the same as going, Lord, that we will come and say, indeed, the Lord has spoken to us, Lord. Bless Heavenly Father each and every individual, Lord. Heavenly Father, as we pray and commit this church into Thy capable hand, Lord, we say, Bless the travel, have the traveling message to them, Amen. Heavenly Father. Wherever they go, Heavenly Father, may You reveal Yourself unto them, Heavenly Father. Those that they didn't understand, Heavenly Father, may You visit them individually, Lord, and reveal more. Uh, to reveal more, Heavenly Father, yourself unto them. We pray, Heavenly Father, we say, take control into our lives, Lord. We pray and we commit, and we take this service into thy capable hand and commit everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And all the church shall agree by saying, Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. I would like to thank the Lord. Um, And then uh, I will just... Uh, wish you a prosperous and a victorious week because remember um, whatever you're talking about here when you go out there the devil will test you but you need to know like brother Pioneer has just said that there is a weapon that we can use it is his word that is the only thing that the devil cannot withstand the moment he tests you just go back to his word Tell him that it is written, yes, and then you will see, then you will become a victor. You will become a conqueror. You will become an overcomer. Because remember, the overcomers are the only ones who are going to have a crown. If you, become, you falter along the way, you will not be an overcomer. Remember, in each and every church age, there were overcomers. Even in our last age, there are overcomers. And you should say in your heart, I'm one of those. That when the time comes, you will be content amongst them. But you can only overcome when you go through trials, when you defeat the evil one, when you battle with him. Amen? So remember folks, life is a battle, but God is with us to overcome this battle. Amen. So have a victorious week and may the God, good Lord bless you. So can we just sing maybe two uh, choruses and then from there we are dismissed. Amen. Amen. Yes. Gena, gena,
3: gena, gena. Gena, 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 gena. Gena, 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 gena. Gena, 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 gena. Gena, 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 Hallelujah, Hallelujah. shall never, never lose its power. Shall.